Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America coming to us from the heart of White Pine County, Nevada. Hank Vogler, North Spring Valley, Nevada. <coughs> yes, sir, Bob, cultural center of the universe right down here in White Pine County. You got a little dry hack there. You need some res floor gold, or what do you got going on? Well, I have an idea that it's probably uh, a lung issue on the count of the, the air is thick enough that you would think you were in downtown Beijing just because of the dust and the dirt and the dry. We're, we're in record territory. And in all fairness, I would like somebody to explain to me they have a USDA farm report that showed the lack thereof of soil moisture in the different western states. Okay. And most of them were 40, 50% below normal. Mm-hmm. And they've got poor little old Nevada listed as 5% below normal. Oh, well, now, you don't count. <laughs> evidently, you know, whoever was asleep at the switch compiling statistics, uh, I have no idea what he was thinking or she or they. Can you can you say he, she, or they anymore? Well, do you have to? You're supposed to say it or something, aren't you? You probably represent five percent of the state of Nevada, and you're the only one without moisture, so that all makes sense to me. <laughs> well, the, they have that levels of drought. We've been in the purple extreme drought, I believe, for a year. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and it's goes into Elko County, Nye County, Lincoln County pretty well. And then the second next level down covers most of the state. There's hardly, maybe right along the Idaho border, there might be one little strip in there that hasn't succumbed to the chart, so to speak. Okay. And furthermore, what difference does it make that the USDA is never in touch with what's really going on? Well, you just have your feelings hurt a, because they don't know how bad it is yes. for you? Yes. I'm, I'm going to start sniffling here any minute. I mean, it's did, just did what you get in some, the world. Did you get some estrogen shots over the weekend or what? Philly <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> don't, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I <clears throat> lay all that aside. I have a burning question. We have been busier than a one-armed paper hanger I go yep. around here, and I haven't been able to hardly catch the news. Now, sometime last week or, 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 or last weekend or something, the our lovely and talented Presidente was supposed to meet with the uh, President of, of Japan or or the prime minister, whatever their flavor of democracy is or mm-hmm. lack thereof. He's a prime minister. And they were supposed to have a news conference and all these things. And Kamala winds up taking care of that. Was Joe napping or, or, or is yeah. he so far out of it they're afraid to show him in public? You really don't know the answer to that question? Are you well, just, I pretty got a pretty good are you idea. Just, are you just trying to get me to walk through it? 
he really well, does. He doesn't did, know what year it is. He he's clearly at the whoever this guy is is clearly at a stage of dementia that he's just a puppet. And I, I'm beginning to think, Hank, I, I, it might be the greatest degradation of human life I've witnessed in my lifetime. Who is this woman that claims to be his wife that continually props him up in front of this? Uh, I guess for fame and fortune, I have no idea, you know, uh, to protect young son Hunter. I have no idea. I mean, I, I thought, you know, that was kind of monumental. He didn't have a, a what they call a news conference for 100 days or whatever, and then he didn't have much of one. He you know, already had the answers to the questions written on his lapel. Uh, so, again... I have no idea. And then, then he, they were making a big deal out of this about the time uh, I went into blackout mode. And then mm-hmm. this morning, it showed Kamala talking but, to the prime uh, minister. But you you have to do what I tell every, I and Andrew. What Andrew and I, you just can't pay attention to anything that people consider news anymore because it's just slanted propaganda. It's the third, fourth, right? Oh, the best, <laughs> the best one of all was that uh, that guy that sneaks around and gets those guys to say stupid things. This guy's on a on a date with a, a a Craigslist or Tinder or whatever it was, and he starts dumping his guts about how they cheated and lied and did everything on CNN. I thought that was a hoot. I mean, I saw the clip of that. Yeah, but that. That kid's worth a million dollars, oh, okay. or a zillion dollars. I, I understand that, but n- you you have somebody who's involved in it that slips up and lets something like that go public, and yet people still watch CNN. Why? Yeah. You know they're lying well, because to you. It, because you go to the airport or a lot of hotels or places like that, and, and they've got a contract, I guess. I can't believe Mm-hmm. Why they're even, you know, even rele- relevant. I mean, don't people, more people watch the antique road show than watch CNN? No, obviously not. Obviously that's not true. <laughs> I have no idea, but it just, it's, it's shameful. It is completely shameful. And then we have all these programs to help the underserved, which, okay. All right. And we're going to do all these uh, equity things. Well, I don't understand. If your daughters bust their chops mm-hmm. to become a baseball player or a flute player or anything else or, or, or education-wise, and somebody says, well, you know, you can't do that. You can't, you can't be accepted to this organization because you're not the right ethnicity. That's wrong. Uh, okay, so I have a personal example that goes along these lines. Last weekend, not this past weekend, a weekend ago, I was at the National Block and Bridal event. Uh, for those that may not be familiar, Block and Bridal is a collegiate organization. This was the 100th convention of the Block and Bridal. Uh, two, two land grants still have a saddle and sirloin, but it's all the same organization. And on Friday night, I was there. I spoke on Saturday, but on Friday night I participated in their evening out. We were at the local arena, and we had uh, food trucks, and it was just a good time. And then there was a cornhole tournament. You know what cornhole is, right, Hank? 
Uh, boy, I ain't even gonna step on that one. <laughs> that sounds like a landmine to me. What kind of is? There's a board. So you have teams of two people. It's kind of like horseshoes with the corn bag, kind of, where there's a board and there's a hole in the middle of it, and your objective is to throw your little bean bag. 30 feet through the air into the hole or at least get it on the board and you accumulate points right it is it's the rage right now in most junior activities everybody just wants to be in cornhole tournaments and cornhole this cornhole that so myself and another guy the old timer doug loof the only two grown-ups in this event the rest are college students there's 40 teams and all these kind of college kids we know are laughing at us like, oh, we're going to play the old guys. So we beat everybody but this pair of young ladies from Mississippi. And it got to be where it was just after 40 teams whittle it down in their brackets, it's Doug and I against these two beautiful young ladies from Mississippi. And they're so intense and they're wanting to win. And standing ringside, I won't name him because he's a dear friend, a great, great friend, great family. He says, Trent, be a gentleman. You can't beat these girls. Well, that didn't play so well in my house when I told that story because the women in my house all said, you don't let women win. We don't want to win because you let us win. We want to beat you. And by the way, they beat us. Big time, fair and square. They were phenomenal. It was great fun. <laughs> but to the point of Kelly and the other ladies in my house, they're like, don't give this to me. We want to earn it. And it, it flies in the face of everything that's happening across the country today, as you just illustrated, only I used a different story. Yeah. Well, and it goes. that sort of thing goes back to uh, used to be, what you tipped your hat, you still do, and do. go, yes, ma'am, or you open the door for somebody. I still do. Well, that used to label you as a male chauvinist pig. Well, mm-hmm. I grew up where that was not even close. There was no such thing uh, as being a gentleman versus being a male chauvinist pig. Now, uh, there were off-colored remarks that you could make that certainly would label you as that, but I cannot believe why we are worried about rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic here. (laughs) We have some serious issues. We're all right. Hank Vogler, Arise USA Tour. Get details. More coming soon. Might need your help. More roll right after this. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Luce alongside Hank Vogler checking in north of Spring Valley, Nevada. Hey, I kind of just threw it out there, but I think I'll use this as the opportunity to uh, share with you and and the roll route audience what I'm up to. It's kind of unbelievable, actually, that uh, uh, my family said that I could do this, but you know the the strength of my family. So I am joining a group of seven plus individuals along the way on what is called the Arise USA Resurrection Tour. We want to bring back front and center constitutional counties, faith, family, freedom. And I am joining this crew on a three-bus caravan from Atlanta for 110 days, arriving back in Atlanta 84 stops later. And uh, we are going to 
pretty much touch a stop in every state, coast to coast. Not counting. I said coast to coast, Hank. So the buses will not drive to Alaska or Hawaii. Well, I can't figure out what happened in Alaska that they elected a woman up there, uh, not because she was a woman, but she must have told some pretty big fibs to become a Republican mm-hmm. and turns out that she's a liberal Democrat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and Hawaii is in the same boat. Uh, they've been handed a uh, awful lot of freebies and it's a, uh, it's the best place to go if you want to retire on social programs, they say. So, so that had uh, nothing to do with right. my tour. It wouldn't, it wouldn't help you <laughs> one way or the other. Well, it sounds like those you are the two places it. we need to go. What's the point in going to North Probably. Spring Valley, Nevada? Everybody's on the same page. We're going to bring this tour to places that, that just bring every single thought process together. And it's not, it's not a Trump tour. It's an American tour. Well, wonderful. I just have seen the metamorphosis in the rural counties that I've lived in, and there hadn't been admittedly that many. But their base is no longer mm-hmm. rural folks. It's government employees. I know. If you take all the school teachers, the federal employees, the state employees, the county employees, everybody that works with and for some government organization – they have a monopoly and a grassroots group to go out and hustle votes for them. And plus, if you call up mom and dad and say, hey, man, the kids are moving home into the basement because that guy that's running against us wants to uh, <clears throat> eliminate my job. Well, guess what happens? You have not only mom and pop, but some cousins and brother-in-laws and a lot of people that are going to vote your side of the equation back in just so you don't move it into the basement. So yeah, there, there's a, there's a, uh, whether it was by accident or not, it is a reality now. If you want grassroots, we have got to get a hold of education, education at the ground level. No more teaching black lives matter. No more teaching the communist manifesto. A little, Pledge allegiance in the morning, and then let's talk about the Constitution, not as some sort of a thing that you can wipe your buttocks with, but something that has stood the test of time, and etc., etc. We have got to start at the bottom, because obviously we've looked the other way for a lot of years in the name of equity. We can, well, we can, uh, we can live with that, all right. and now we are. So if I had the list, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, and maybe I could find it more recent, but you think it it's probably changed dramatically since 2017, huh? I would think so. But what did it represent in 2017, about 20%? Well, you'll never guess what state has the highest percentage of government employees. Uh, would it be New York or California? You already told us, Alaska. <laughs> Yeah, and Hawaii is third at 20.3%. The only exception in the middle of those two is New Mexico. New Mexico's at 22.5% of the state's population, no, of the state's workforce. 
You know what, yeah. Hank? It has to be severely worse today because what government employee lost their job as a result of COVID? Not one. Right. Not one. And yet small businesses and other people. So in 2021, it's got to be, it's got to be close to 25% across the nation. I got to find that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, DC is the, 25%, but that's not a state. <laughs> but look at the people that are hooked up with the tribal reservations. I know. And that have to do with that in New Mexico. That, that, that was, when I was a kid, it was the same thing. Mom and dad had survived the Second World War or Korea. Uh, they had come out of the Depression. And now they wanted to join the country club. They wanted to have a house in suburbia. So rather than make the family, you know, uh, whole, everybody went a different direction. And you left 20 bucks on the table for the kid or whatever, probably in those days, five. And, and, uh, turned us loose in the streets, needing discipline, needing leadership. A lot of kids leaned towards something that was totally anti-parental. And with, with the, uh, Simbinese Liberation Army or the underground weathermen or whatever. And then we saw the hypocrisy of not doing what should have been done. We went, to Southeast Asia, not to do anything other than to have a war of proxy with the Chinese and with the Russians. You know, I mean, it was just we had uh, television ruined it you all. You know, used the be, food everything you read was two weeks old uh, in a newspaper. Now it was live and in color every night, and so a lot of kids did a lot of strange things, and then they became in control of what. Education. Education is, is where we have failed as conservatives to get our point across. We really have. And, and what's the shakeup? Do we need an absolute coast to coast drought, uh, to where the, the, once again, just like the COVID joke, mm -hmm. the shelves become empty in the grocery stores to wake people up that agriculture is the backbone of this country? That that's what makes it work. That you know, uh, when you were a hunter gatherer, your belly button banging against your backbone was your number one objective to keep from happening. Now we have created all of these things as a result of surplus agriculture production, and the answers are greater than than saying, "Well, we're going to help the black farmers." Well. Up until they started talking about that, I didn't know there was a problem. Now, maybe there is. Maybe there is some equality that needs equity that needs to be put together out there. But there's a heck of a lot of other farmers, you know, that, that, that need help also if they're going to help somebody. You don't have to go to Vegas. Uh, you don't have to I, go I, to I, Disneyland, but you've got to eat. I, I, no, I'm, I, I do not support that. I do not support helping black farmers. I do not support helping you, me, any farmer, any color, any nationality, any anything. Let supply and demand take care of it. And I, I'm not just saying that about farmers. I'm saying that about airlines. I'm saying that about oil and energy and wind. 
Until we stop subsidizing what we think are our pet projects, we will never regain the strength we once had. Okay. And I'm not talking about subsidies. In 1902... That's what they're talking about now, giving a subsidy to these black farmers. Or, I had a guy call me, Hank. He called me all upset because his nephew... I'm going to be very as as nondescript as possible because I didn't ask to share this, nor would I mention names. He had a nephew that was underwater with with his his FSA guaranteed loan at the bank. The FSA coordinator asked him to come in and sign some paperwork. He had no idea what this was about. He also suggested that if he were to check on that box that he were Native American, there would be no due diligence to verify that that would be the case. And, yeah, pretty much your loan can just go away. This guy's got no Native American, American Indian blood in him whatsoever. And that's just the one I know about. That's happening from coast to coast. I gotta go to a break and then I'll get you, I'll let you get fired up on your, I'm talking now about your ancestors. (laughs) All right. Uh, Lone Creek Cattle Company, tremendous sale on Saturday. It was just a lot of fun to get together with everybody Friday night in Broken Bow, Nebraska. The sale, bull sale Saturday was incredible. 53,000, 38,000 top two bulls. One of those had a residual feed intake that was off the charts. That's the kind of data that we're looking at to make these cattle better. Lone Creek is the driver in the Piedmontese business, and it all comes back to the certified Piedmontese system, providing the consumer a high-quality beef product based on tenderness. Get more details about your involvement. Put your cows in the program. Use your cows, no Piedmontese required, then use the Piedmontese bulls on them, and we verify that they have the identity tests with the tenderness gene. It's the myostatin gene. Details at LoneCreekCattleCode.com. More Roll Route second half after this. Welcome back. Roll Route, Trent Luce alongside Hank Vogler, who really don't care about my Arise USA Resurrection Tour, County, Constitutional Counties, Faith, Family, Freedom. Not interested no, I, at all. I'm all for it. 110%. No questions. It. You didn't bring it up. Nothing. Just poo-poo it. Go to talk well, about Lisa Markowski. I didn't. No, I just, uh, when I mentioned the word help, Everybody always goes to the lowest common denominator, where uh-huh. the United States Department of Agriculture, the amount of money that actually goes into a subsidy cash thing to the farmers is minuscule. Most of it goes into the food protection program for for the underserved or whatever. Eighty uh, percent. That's where. Yeah, eighty percent. But that's that was pre- Hank. That's pre twenty twenty. Kansas State even generated statistics that in 2020, 65% of the Kansas farmers' income, thank you, Aaron, came from government payments. So we can't say that anymore. I'm not surprised. My help that I would like to see is we have, like the Department of Labor, that absolutely is in business not to help you, by hiring people uh, to work in the jobs that nobody else will take because we have that welfare program. We have those entitlement programs. They want them now because they're in those sheep camps 24 hours a day. They're talking about paying them overtime after 40 hours. Well, uh, that would be up there with the executive pay of some large corporations for people who came here 
with a increase in value of money by five times by getting American money and sending it home as a store of wealth. The rules and regulations that I have to comply with as though I don't know anything about anything and so therefore I have to be led by the hand. Well, no, those rules and regulations are to justify the jobs of people in the bureaucracy, not to actually help the person trying to produce. And where it is so apparent out here is the amount of private land where you can kind of tell people to go pound sand. Mm -hmm. You have to swallow hard and go along to get along or they can put you out of business. Or when you look across the table at somebody who will not even recognize a deed of trust because they're scared to death of an elite group of people, you know, level the playing field. That is, you know, in 1902, the greatest economy in the world was Argentina. And uh, I think it was Basco. His name was Iragoyen, which is a tremendously sounding Basco name. Started a welfare program in, in, in a country that had the world by the tail with wheat and livestock. And started all these social programs. And then the Perones came along. Mm-hmm. And made it worse. And they had 3,000% inflation. And, of course, we all thought, well, that could never happen here. Well, it was never going to happen in Germany. But during the Reichstag, it did. It happened in Argentina. They had surpassed the United States in production and in and in real true wealth. So where where are we at in the equation to this day? Uh, it's broke Europe more than once uh there's lots of there there, there's lots of things that prove that those dictates are wrong but yet we seem to hold a blind eye to it you know because oh well it's okay it's okay no phase out program no cutting down on government people no cutting down on rules and regulations until donald came along and now we were going to reverse all those things and throw more logs on the fire that's what I'm talking about. You want to help people when you sit down and go to a meeting and everything that being told that you have to do is absolutely wrong-headed and does not help you or your employees or the resource, nothing other than justifying the people that are dictating to you and making 150000 a year plus Benny's plus retirement plus medical and everything else in the world. And they haven't a clue what they're doing, most of them. Yeah. They don't have to. They have no accountability. No. 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 The gentleman that that, uh, last year that they they laid off, or maybe it was two years ago now, time does fly when you're having fun, went to all this trouble to document his inability to step up and do his job. He got reinstated, full back pay, still has his job. And guess what? A leopard never changes his spots, is doing the same thing where he's located now as he was here, et cetera, et cetera. But the government protects, overprotects. There's no accountability for anything. And those are the things that you could do. Quit <clears throat> subsidizing the non-producers and allowing the producers to do something. It's the same all over the world. I don't care if it's China or Russia or India. 
there are people there that are willing to go the last mile to have something. And the oppression is the people who are in power do not want to lose that power. Uh, it has nothing to do with a better uh, way to govern. No, it has a way to keep them in power. You have to work really hard to find out what the results of the 2020 census are in terms of the percentage of people that work for the government. Well, again, throw in the family and you can double that number. I don't care. There are people that I've talked to that are rabid hunters Mm -hmm. that work for the government. Mm -hmm. And they scream about gun control. They scream about all these things. But I guarantee you, when they walk into that voting booth, they're voting for their job. And that's to perpetuate the government. Not, you know, uh, didn't it used to be that that, uh, government employees couldn't vote in national elections? Is that true? I realize a lo- I think it was a long time ago, but I don't think that they were, they could. And maybe I'm up in the night on that, but, but there were some, there used to be restrictions on them. Oh, now the but, White House is trying to say that the, the, they've conducted a study and everybody blew out of proportion the number of small businesses. This just came out two days ago that went out of business as a result of COVID. It's not a million. It's only 200,000. <laughs> yes, and that money went through the economy five times. So, yeah. or did not go through the economy five times. Right. I mean, you you name it. A friend of mine has a barbecue business. He just had his first two uh, reservations for a year. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think he lived on for a year? Every penny that he had. Oh, Hank. Borrowed against his house. Look, look how they're spending this. Perhaps 600,000 businesses, most of these small firms, fail in any given year. So what they've done is they're basically admitting that it was a, a million businesses went out, but they're saying that, you know, around 600,000 fail anyway every year. So that's not, you can't count And how count many them. of them start up? How, how many? I'll bet zero started up. And jobs. Yeah. yeah, Wozniak and Jobs in a in a garage mm-hmm. with ten thousand bucks. How many of those guys didn't even get an opportunity? And with rules and regulations, and with uh, the big companies trying to keep them out of business and not let them, you know, uh, I mean, let's face it, Amazon is a Sears and Roebuck catalog yeah. in the computer. Yeah. It is That's your, all it is. It is your biggest threat. If you continue to buy from Amazon, you deserve what you get. Hank, here's the I last, here, here's the, I can't say that because we've had things that come, keep coming to the house and I try to share that with my daughters. In the last sentence, <clears throat> by the spring of 2020 and by the end of August, there was no evidence of excessive Ongoing business inactivity, in fact, shutdown, was way below normal of late 2020. It didn't even make <laughs> sense. How can they print this stuff? Because they have the printing press. Do you think the Roman Empire put out any bad news about the Roman Empire? Come on. You know, I mean, I'll never forget getting slapped down and sent to the office because mm-hmm. everybody laughed. We were talking about Europe. And we were talking about Attila the Hun. 
and the grass did not grow where Attila the Hun trod. So I raised my hand with, I thought, a legitimate question, not trying to be a wise guy, which usually that's what I was doing. Anyhow, I said, wait a minute, this guy all by himself took on all these armies and did all this destruction. He must have had some people that were just as upset about the system as he was. And he had to have some alliances and some people that went with him, didn't he? You go to the office right now, you little smart rectuary. (laughs) (laughs) What? I asked you a legitimate question. You know, I mean, that. (laughs) So, again, but, uh, yeah, the. Through the victor goes the spoils, and part of the spoils is putting your spin on the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, talk to talk to uh, the Chinese newspaper. Do they say anything about the Uyghurs? No. Do they say anything about the fact that Dong Chaoping, not Ching Jinping, like the genie out of the bottle, and too many people started flexing their muscles, and the old Central Committee is all upset, you know, and with their one-child policy. They've got an aging population like Japan, like Europe, like America. And, and, and all of a sudden, they're saber rattling, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, we've, we need nationalism. And that's what they're dealing with is nationalism. People are proud of accomplishing what they've done. Now, yeah, there was probably some skullduggery. I think there was some people in the British Empire that weren't too thrilled about the manufacturing starting up in the colonies. They tried to, you know, squelch that. So, I mean, this is just human nature. Not everybody wants a little communist world. They're in every country on this earth. There are people that want to excel, to want have have a few more things than they used to have. Uh, people go from some of the islands in Southeast Asia to other islands where the pay scale is higher. Uh, why do you think those people want to come to America out of South America? All of these things are based on the fact that people want better lives. And, and it's if you, the government's re, represses them. And if you want better critters, look at the genomics and the alleles that are present. It's a DNA fingerprint, and Hank and I are actually looking into whether or not there's an Australian database to give us the genome of wool quality, I'll have that answer within one week. It's about, you cannot take a chance anymore, folks. You have to know exactly what you're going to get. And that's why I use the identity test on all of my critters, all boars and all calves. Neogen.com. Oh, by the way, 20% off. All testing done through May 15th. So tell them Trent sent you. That's all you got to do. More roll route after this. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Luce alongside Hank Vogler. Okay, I, I got to ask you about this because I heard two. So yesterday, I, I'm in Miles City. I don't believe I told you that. Uh, I heard I drove 10 hours yesterday, three more today, and I'll be in Lewistown, Montana for a fantastic meeting tonight, bringing to light the land grabs that are taking place. But, Hank, in my 10 hours yesterday driving, I heard two ads and I, now keep in mind, I left my house, central Nebraska, drove straight north through Valentine, through the Rosebud Reservation, up through Rapid City, broadest Montana to Mile City. I heard two ads on the radio in that part of the country talking about hate crimes against Asian people. 
you, for those that don't know, you're you're married to a beautiful lady from China. What what's all this? There's no Asian hate crime, is there? What what's going? What's the what? real story behind this? Evidently, there is, and and I would I, I would assume that like every group of people that came to the United States of America, they didn't all start out as CEOs of Microsoft. They took the jobs uh, in in uh, places where nobody else wanted the jobs, whether it was a Basco sheep herder or the civil engineer that was my male nurse when I was in the hospital with pancreatic cancer. They didn't get the choice jobs and they lived in the ghettos they lived in the tough places and they moved out of the ghettos and they moved on and upward just as everybody has and i think that there's a kind of an embarrassment that all of a sudden the stores and and the things that are are serving the people that are still in the ghetto are now run by people from india or asia what what did joe biden say well you can't go to a 7-eleven unless you have a, a slight uh, Indian accent. Well, all of these people from all over the world came here for the incentive to rise up out of the poverty and and have a better life for their kids. Well, the Asians do that. Now, we can talk all day long about the overload of influence of getting into different colleges. And so now what are they going to do? They're going to restrict them. You know, you, you just do the statistics. There's one Point four billion people in China. Mm-hmm. If you just take the kids that have the top ten percent of IQs, it's probably more people than there are in the United States. By you know all of these things, so they and they want to excel. I don't care what Ching Jinping says that they're supposed to do. Those people, I never met one of them that wasn't a capitalist pig. They want things. They want prosperity and they go after it and in their country because they are unarmed they go around any government rule or regulation that they can do that with they try and avoid the government and they move on and if the government slaps them down they figure out how to go on again that's just human nature and all the saber rattling is is to whip up nationalism and I guess when you have the Asian population in your neighborhood, and they seem to be prospering, I guess that could cause you to do something stupid. So whether whether it's any more than it ever was, uh, it used to be uh, there were evil things said about the Basque people. They couldn't join mm-hmm. the Burns Elks Club because they were of Basque heritage. People blackballed them, wouldn't let them in. Uh, the Swedes, uh, how, how many gazillion Swedish jokes, Norwegian jokes did I hear as a kid, Polish jokes. I mean, every ethnic group, lots of them excelled and some of them didn't. But it's life, liberty, and the pursuit, pursuit, the biggest word of happiness. Mm. And if happiness makes you want to have a better house, a better car, and other people are jealous of that, that's what we have done for years and years and years is divide the people. Well, I, I, that's all I see it as is a divisionary tactic because I live in the Polish capital of Nebraska. Yep. We get Polish jokes on a regular basis. I've never heard anybody on the, on a radio advertisement telling me that we have to stop telling Polish jokes because we might offend them. 
Well, and I am an equal opportunist. Uh, I'm not a racist. I've told an off-color joke about every race, creed, color, national origin, sexual orientation, whatever. It doesn't make me a racist, but nobody can have a sense of humor. Nobody, nobody can. Uh, if, if somebody gets something because of the color of their skin, that wasn't what Martin Luther King said. Just judge me by my character, not the color of my skin. And if somebody is getting an advantage over somebody else, not because they worked the hardest, not because they excelled at their duties, you know, that to me, that is the number one reason that the liberals hate sports and athletics and want to, you know, convolute it with LBGTQIS, OB, whatever they are. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say OBGYN for a moment. <laughs> no, I stopped. But they do that for the very reason is if you do not have the excellence, you don't get a $34 million contract to play baseball. You don't get to play Major League Baseball. There's not very many people that can yeah. play baseball, basketball, anything. You know, it's, it's actually, you bring up a good point. I think I'm going to lead the charge to say that uh, – Five eleven white guys are discriminated against in the NBA. Absolutely, people in wheelchairs are too. Four foot eleven. You know any centers on the on the basketball team that's four foot eleven? That's ridiculous. They should have equal number of four foot eleven guys to to have it six five guys. You bet. No question about it. That's that's equal opportunity. You know, but who's going to watch that? I do remember when I was in high school, a young gentleman that could jump straight up in the air like three feet, and he embarrassed many a tall person when they had a jump ball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he could get the ball away from him because he could go left like a rocket. Now, if he could continue that, maybe he should have played college ball. Maybe he should have went out, on up through the ranks. I have no idea. But when you base the promotion on excellence, whether it's your ability as an engineer, as a doctor, or anything else, if you base it on the fact that you excel at what you do, that's a heck of a lot different than saying, well, you know, we're going to have that old Trent Loose, you know, by golly, we're going to get him. A, I, we think he could he could be probably a down lineman. For the well, electric okay, company? <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> and when government promotes people and, and 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 they rise to the top by just being present, that's where the real vacuum is at. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of those people are embarrassed by it, but they still stay with it because it's the path of least resistance and and it pays as well, if not better. I think the statistics are out there that. Government employees actually get more money when you throw in all the bennies and everything than they do in private enterprise. All right. Well, I'm back to my original concept here. And the actual number of government employees in today's world is hidden quite well, even though we've just spent $1.5 trillion conducting the 2020 U.S. Census. I found one report that we, says March 2020, Hank, that uh, federal employees represent 1% of the workforce because there's 2 million federal employees. That's total nonsense. That doesn't include, <laughs> it, it, that only includes people that live in D.C. 
this number they don't want people to know and i'm going to find it and 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 throw in throw in the teachers union who obviously it's showing up every day they really don't want to teach school they just want bennies yeah i mean there's all sorts of issues out there that 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 need to be uh leveling the playing field and then you watch the united states of america excel even the government is picking wind power and solar power over carbon fuels. And carbon fuels, we're number one in the world. And we're given up to swell folks like the Russians and the Iranians, which have got to be going, wow, touch me, Jesus, touch me. I mean, it's got to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to them. They're back in charge. And it's not going to get any easier. You know who has no really resources when it comes to fuel oil to carbon resources other than coal is china and so why wouldn't they want to strut their feathers in in southeast asia where there's uh, some oil reserves i mean there's all sorts of reasons why people are going wow we we bought the right guy to be president Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely making it all available yeah all right. Well, I'm going to stay on this, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it and have these numbers. Well, whatever you do, you have to double it because you can't. The wife, you can't go to, and half of the people are double dippers. Their wives also work in the government, you know. So, the the ironies are horrible. I have a friend that is so interested in getting into agriculture, but he can't hold a BLM permit because his wife works at the BLM. So there are rules, regulations, and restrictions. And then we have entire counties, entire state agencies that are allowed to cheat Mm -hmm. just because nobody wants to touch them because they represent 75% of the population of Nevada. Nobody says they can't get water rights and buy them and and transfer the water. They have no right holding the BLM permit. I just signed my permit annually with a mine who allows me to use the water out of their well so we can hold the permit and they can hold the well. They can only hold that water so long. So it's a good deal for both of us. And it says right on there, do you own livestock? I mean, they're under penalties of perjury. Are, uh, you know, are you a legitimate producer? All of these things. And then you look across the street and you see people that don't have to do that and have the bully pulpit to boot. The BLM scared of them, everything. I mean, it, it, these are the hypocrisies that is oppressing our country as a as a free country with freedom of thought and freedom freedom of movement and freedom of failing. That's the thing. There's no guarantee. We have the freedom to fail, or did. So <laughs> they're now trying to convince me that 15 percent of the workforce is government, but guess who that includes? There's 2 million people who work directly for the federal government, 1.4 million who serve active duty, 800,000 reserve forces, and 800,000 postal workers. Think about all of the government employees that are left out of that equation. My my goodness, this is a serious, I mean, this is no different than CNN. We started where we, we ended where we started. And we've successfully journeyed down the road, A to Z, connecting all of the dots. Hank Vogler, Trent Luce, both of us remind you that all roads do lead to a roll route. 
The momentum for the certified Piedmontese system could not be growing any faster. Thank you to you for responding. If you'd like to get more information, Marlon Will has full details. Find him at LoneCreekCattleCo.com.